This is the Three Things Podcast. I'm Glenn Kubish. This is where once a week I try to remember three things from my little life that made me happy or grateful. This week, number one, showing your roots. I fight in myself the modern impulse to bail out of a newspaper story after the first 10 seconds of reading. I always feel I have something else to look at. I'm a child of print swimming in a visual media scape designed to keep the attention of a goldfish. I mean, look, a 30-second TV commercial for that home exercise machine has 18 cuts and all kinds of effects to keep my attention. Lack of attention is assumed by social media. A typical Twitter user takes about three seconds to decide whether a tweet is worth staying with. We scan, we swipe, we scroll. We basically confront written material like we are television viewers, trained to expect a new shot every second, which is exactly how you don't read a newspaper. Poor newspapers, all that non-moving black print on unchanging white paper, no sound effects, no clever use of blur in the foreground. But if I don't work the muscles needed to sit still and read a newspaper story, then I find I make the judgments and decisions of everyday life, which still have to be made. I make those decisions quicker and quicker, which for me isn't always so salubrious. All of this to say thank you to newspaper reporters who get the space and make it difficult for readers to stop reading. Here's what I mean. The New York Times, paper edition, had a recent story about online traffic apps that sent trusting California automobile drivers stuck in winter storm traffic onto dangerous and isolated detour routes instead. The story has 26 paragraphs. In paragraph 22, the reporter unexpectedly opened this wormhole into history. Quote, The Donner Pass, named for the doomed snowbound pioneer family, some of whom resorted to cannibalism during the 1840s, is about 40 miles from the detour. The reporter is not suggesting that the questionable route information from Google Maps and Waze had consequences like the tragic outcome of the shortcuts suggested to and taken by the Donner Party. The lesson is more the value of shortcuts themselves or the moral complicity of those who suggest shortcuts to danger. Maybe it's a reminder that reporters should be local experts or maybe that things don't change that much, that we're not that different from people who lived almost two centuries ago when things were slower. That's the news we might need the most today. You've arrived at your destination. Number two, showing your roots. When I drew it, uh, it took a couple weeks, but this is a really complete picture. That's Jared Quinney, an artist at the Nina Haggerty Center for the Arts, explaining in a video from a couple of years ago how it takes time for him to draw or paint the whole picture. Jared's commitment to the big picture is good for his fans, of which I'm one, who know that they don't see the big picture enough. Consider Jared's trees. How he paints trees has changed the way I see trees. You see, Jared's trees always show their roots. The trees that Jared paints on his canvases are rooted beings interested in staying in one place, staying put. Jared's birch and poplar and elm trees are not reluctant to reveal the story of their underground infrastructure. I am stuck in second grade art class when it comes to seeing trees. I picture trunks and branches and leaves, but not without Jared's help. What lies beneath the surface, which is what it is to be superficial, which is a way of not seeing. I last saw Jared around Christmas and asked him why his trees show their roots. It's just my style, he said. Now, style has to do with the outward appearance or manner of things. I'm glad that for Jared Quinney, it means something deeper and thankful for the reminder that what artists see isn't what I see, but can be. Number three, mailing it in. Auntie Sheila and I sent out a few notes last week, the old-fashioned way. 
in envelopes dropped in a mailbox in Meadowlark. This is not the shortcut of email. The letters will take a couple of days to arrive, but there are some pluses. My experience is that hand-delivered envelopes are not left unopened for days, like some email, and the notes and cards inside are handwritten, not Arial or Helvetica, and handwritten notes flow in ink via the hand and the arm from the heart. The best part of these posted letters were the stamps. Each envelope had the New Canada Post Buffy St. Marie stamp on it. It's good to know that the image of Buffy St. Marie is moving through the machinery and will be delivered into three homes where, after the letters are read, our friends might delay for a couple of minutes, going back into the machinery of their days and listen to some Buffy. Maybe the song about having your own name and your own way. Happy end of the week, friends. If you'd like an envelope with a Buffy St. Marie stamp mailed to you from Auntie Sheila and me with a note, let me know. See you next time.